Greetings and Happy New Year, colleagues and friends. I am Dr. Sonia Whitaker, the host of the podcast show entitled, What's Really Going On? A Spotlight on Solutions to Improving Student Achievement in America's Schools. I'd like to take this opportunity to share with you a little bit about what's occupying the greatest majority of my thinking as I begin to set relevant goals to the work that I am attempting to do to make life better for others. First, I want you to know that I'm a bit of a perfectionist. I'm nowhere near being perfect, but I am a perfectionist. And so the only reason that I share that is because I want you to know that I have gone back and forth over the last several weeks thinking about when exactly would be the best time for me to begin to communicate with you again via the form of podcasting, which I love so much. The bottom line is, in the spirit of transparency, there are so many things going on in my head right now. And that's the case because I care so much about what's happening in the communities in which I serve as school district official and what's happening in communities where the most vulnerable students live across our nation. With that being said, I'm going to start out by reading the quote that I released yesterday on social media, and that quote is, The goal of equitable education is not to help students adapt to the culture of the school. Instead, the goal should be to help students develop a positive self-image and to learn how to embrace differences in others by Gloria Ladson Billings. And I must admit, I've been on this equity journey for quite some time now. And yet, I don't know that I have ever narrowed down the goal of schooling to be twofold. Again, to help students develop a positive self-image. And then to help them learn how to embrace differences in others. I really appreciate that line of thinking because for me, I guess it helps to make this work to seem more manageable for the lack of a better term. Next, I want to share that in the December 31st, 2019 edition of the Chicago Tribune, the state's attorney for Cook County, Illinois, stated the following. She said, I've seen firsthand The areas that have the highest incidence of violence also have the highest unemployment rate, the lowest education attainment, and the highest concentration of people returning from our criminal justice system. And although I've always known this and research supports the fact that this statement is true, I don't know, it's just something about reading that on this very first day of January 2020 that made this reality even clearer and more profound to me. So where am I going with this? On a Facebook post that I made just two days ago, I indicated that I'm in my space, that I'm in my element. I am excited about 2020 and all that it has to offer as it relates to the potential for those that are real serious about this equity work to make a difference. But for clarity, I'd like to state that, with the state's attorney's comments in mind, that of the three areas that she identified, unemployment, low education attainment, 
and people returning to their communities right after being a part of the criminal justice system, I'd like to state that the space that I am referring to is the space associated with addressing educational attainment. After I read this, I, I paused, I stopped, and I reflected. I actually laid in the bed for a long period of time and I did nothing. I didn't even move. I did nothing but think about this. Like how often do we get an opportunity to just sit and not move and just serve as reflective practitioners? That's exactly what I did this morning. And I asked myself, I said, self, how do you feel about the role that you are playing in better ensuring that all students have equitable opportunities to a quality education? You know, that is a part, our response to that question really becomes a part of our living legacy. You know, very often when we think about the term legacy, we associate it with people who have died. We associate it with people who have lived a good life and then gone on. I'm talking about our, our living legacy. At that moment, it dawned on me that my response to the question of how I feel about the work that I'm doing in this area was a part of my living legacy. Now I'd like to sidebar for a minute along with this line of thinking in mind and state that last night, I think it's important because it is January 1, 2020 and last night was New Year's Eve. So I wanna make this relevant. So I went out, which I hardly ever do with family and friends to a concert. And so I wasn't thinking about work. I wasn't in work mode. I wasn't thinking about living legacy. It was New Year's Eve. But I want to share with you that um, just a few moments after I walked in, I was approached by someone who said to me, Dr. Sonia Whitaker, I heard you deliver a pre presentation in Miami, Florida in September, and you tore the roof off the place. Like, that's literally what this individual said. And I must be, admit, I was taken back because it was New Year's Eve. I was not thinking about educational equity. I was not thinking about my work. I was thinking about New Year's Eve. At that moment, this individual began to talk with me about all aspects of my work, peers. That individual began to talk to me about key points of the presentation that I delivered on a national stage in Miami, Florida. I was taken back by that. I want to share this with you that that happened at least two other times during the evening. So how does that relate to the question that I posed to myself this morning? Which again, was Sonia, how do you feel about the role that you're playing in better ensuring that all students have equitable access to high quality education? I feel good about it. I feel like there is so much work to be done and yet, I share this very, very humbly. I am ready to embrace the idea that the work that I'm doing in this area has become a part of what I'm known for, has become a part of my living legacy. And I feel that I have a fundamental obligation to be right, to do right by the people that need, to need, that need me the most. Again, I feel good about that. 
but I do feel a, a heavy sense of responsibility. Next, I asked myself this morning, Sonia, what do you see as opportunities for you to contribute more of your talent in this area for the benefit of others? My goal, peers, is that by the end of 2020 or this time next year, that I am ready to share with you my responses to these two questions. And I'd like to invite and encourage you to ask yourself these questions before the new year gets too far away from you. In the year of 2019, I gained more clarity than I have ever gained before related to equity work in education. I believe it is important that as educators, we do equity. Now, I'm not at all diminishing the amazing work that has been done in schools relevant to this topic across the country. What I am suggesting is that what has to happen in 2020 is associated with the fact that this work needs to be conceptualized and embraced at the local, state, and at the national level so that we have rock solid examples of equity at work in our public schools. By doing so, we increase the likelihood that key strategies of success can be replicated in schools that serve our most vulnerable students. I will close with three important questions which can serve to focus our efforts in this area this year, and they are as follows. What school boards have, have been identified and by whom? as creating and implementing the most effective board policies associated with equity. What school district and individual schools have been identified, and by whom, as implementing culturally responsive pedagogy at the institutional or building levels to the extent to which it has actually caused for statistically significant improvements in student learning? Three. What classrooms or classroom teachers across our nation have been identified for doing an exceptional job of delivering the type of instruction associating with helping students make a connection between curricular content and their lives, also referred to as the implementation of culturally responsive pedagogy at the instructional level? And four, what town in your state, or in my case, the great state of Illinois can serve as a model for how to get community members and key officials together for the purpose of discussing how to leverage their collective intelligences and resources for the purpose of increasing the number of jobs that the parents of our students have access to, identifying more culturally responsive practices to be implemented in the school setting for the purpose of improving, improving student learning and increasing their educational attainment. Three, for the purpose of developing a comprehensive plan of action for supporting adults, in some but not all cases, parents of our students, as they attempt to make a positive transition back into society after having been a part of the criminal justice system. I thank you so much for going on this growth journey with me. I hope that at the beginning of this new year of 2020, I have provided you with information to reflect upon and that you find helpful in developing your comprehensive plan of actions associated 
is your equity work. Please follow me on Facebook at Whitaker, Twitter and Instagram. You may also gain direct access to and download this podcast in its entirety by visiting my website at sonyawhitaker.com. That's S-O-N-Y-A-W-H-I-T-A-K-E-R.com.